unusual era in Las Vegas. We just had two casinos open up in the span of a month. The Durango, a luxury destination for locals, and the long-awaited Fountain Blue, a luxury spot for um, tourists, maybe? Today on CityCast Las Vegas, I sit down with co-host David Figler and producer Layla Mohammed. Layla visited both new casinos, so it's Durango v. Fontainebleau. What is our best new hotspot? It's Tuesday, December 19th. I'm Sarah Lohman, and here's what Las Vegas is talking about. David and Layla, hi! Hello, Sarah. Hi, David. Happy new casino times, guys. Happy <laughs> happy Honda days, everybody. Um, so, Layla, to be clear, you, in this past month, you went to the opening of the Durango and you just hit up the Fountain Blue the day after its grand opening, correct? Yes. Yes, yeah. I went to the Durango the day of the opening and um, Fontaine. Fountain Blue. The I know day it should after. be Fountain Blow. It's another. I know it's it's so confusing, but it's uh they pronounce it Fountain Blue. Fountain Blue. Okay, and yeah, I know that the the opening was like exclusive until like eleven forty five p.m. So like not a lot of people went. David, you have been to neither, so you are here for SAS and context. Sure, a little history too. So mm-hmm. all right, Layla Durango VFB. Uh, which one is better and why? I have to go with Durango. Um, it is the locals casino. Shocker. It's definitely yeah. the one locals got excited for. Like being there opening day was so like you could feel the energy. Everyone was excited. Everyone was excited to sit down like, oh, I'm the first one sitting down at this slot machine. Oh, I'm the first <laughs> one going to be cute. staying in this room. And there, it was packed, too. Like, walking around the f- casino floor, you're, like, w- weaving through crowds. Wow. Um, and I did go to the Fountain Blue the day after the opening, so maybe it was a little bit cr- more crowded or busier the day before. But when I went the day after, it was pretty quiet, honestly. Okay. And you could tell that it was very much catered towards tourists and not oh, the Las Vegas locals. Yeah. Any, any celebrities still lingering? At the Fountain Blue when you went there, did you see a a Timberlake or a Cher or even mm, a Paul mm. Anka? Yeah, mm. I didn't see I didn't see them. I didn't see a Kardashian. <laughs> I didn't oh. see a Trump. Um, but I saw like people walking around with like entourages that could have been famous. That's a somebody, um, yeah, yeah, like somebody, mm. somebody that I didn't recognize. Um, there were people walking through the the lobby that like, oh, that they might be someone, but no one that I recognized. Did you see Perez Hilton? No, I didn't even know I would. I should have been looking for Prez no, Hilton. No, me neither. I've been totally out of this loop. And now, like, I remember Prez Hilton from my New Yorker days. And now he looks like Rufus Wainwright, which is not a bad look at all. No. No. No, he rocks it. Uh, but there was a lot well. of shade cast on the opening event at Fountain Blow in that video. Yes, I was obsessed with that. Uh, On Perez Hilton's Instagram. So the opening act um, for, or like the the big act that opened the Fountain Blue was Justin Timberlake. They paid him $6.1 million to perform. One gig. Um, Yeah. Oh, that's some money money. And then the Wynn Resort 
posted a picture of Justin Timberlake and his wife, Jessica Biel, at their property walking through the hotel halls. So Justin Timberlake stayed at the Wynn, but was there for the opening of the Fountain, Fountain Blue. So Perez Hilton's video actually pointed out that the hashtag that Wynn put was hashtag where everybody ends up. Oh, I mean, yeah. OK, interesting little little piece of intel as well. So I actually had a friend who was flown in to do the after party. She's a singer Ooh. and they put her up at Resorts World. So I don't know oh, who huh? was actually if Justin Timberlake wasn't staying there. And then like one of the other featured acts wasn't staying there. Who was staying at the Fountain Blue? When I went, there were people checking in. So maybe for the grand opening, they didn't have people staying there. I'm not sure, but hmm. there were definitely people checking in the day after. The next day. I saw photos posted from the rooms. Now, some of them were influencers, so maybe that's oh. the route they're going. I don't mm. know. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Is that clear? <laughs> <laughs> David, do you know? Um, no. No. Okay, style points, Layla. So just on visuals alone, visuals and vibes, uh, which one... Which one was better, Durango or Fountain Blue? Fountain Blue! Gosh, dang it! <laughs> oh, that's... I will say, I'm going to give it to Durango, but I will say Again. Fountain Blue wow. did really good. They had fresh flowers everywhere, like huge... Fountain Blue did. Yeah, Fountain Blue. They had huge banquets and like huge vases of fresh flowers. They had this area where it was like greenery inside, and it made the casino smell really nice wow. when you walked into Durango immediately you get hit with that cigarette smell like even when I was walking through the eat your heart out food hall people were walking around with cigarettes and <gasps> it was very unappetizing Vegas. but Durango has windows that you can see from the casino floor and it gets in natural light so that wow. is really nice it's really refreshing the layout of Durango oh my god I'm excited about that food hall but I don't want it smelling like a Denny's from 1998 you know yeah I think I just got stuck behind someone bad who was walking around with a lit cigarette it was it was bad <laughs> I mean, just based on the photos of Fountain Blue, though, it looks it looks like 2003. Like that was mm. my sort of feel. Like, is that did the interior design feel dated to you? Yeah, I mean, when you go into these new casinos, and I felt the same way with Resorts World, and honestly, the same with Durango. Um, it feels like every other casino to some extent. Mm-hmm. Fountain Blue, I didn't see much that really stood out besides the fresh flowers. And it was really nice. It was really clean. You could tell it was new. But they have like marble floors and they're yeah, very art the forward. Nice. I've seen a lot of artistic uh, installations that are quite stunning at Looks Fountain Blue. Looks like a Blue. casino. Yeah, but exactly. Every casino has stunning structures and installations, right? Um, the, I don't know. The flowers... Uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> some the circus, of them, circus not does. so much. Very different story. <laughs> I'm kidding. I feel like I have to dump on Circus Circus. What I haven't even been in. I haven't even been in a Circus Circus. I'm just lying. I'm just afraid of the outside of it. We'll go sometime. Well, I want to c- come back to the fact that you pointed out that Durango has these big open windows. I feel like mm-hmm. that's really unprecedented uh, in a typical Vegas casino. The idea is you keep them inside, keep them dark, keep them confused, exactly. and they keep gambling. And that's like the total opposite. Yeah, Durango has really big windows right next to some slot machines. And Hmm. they actually posted about it. Like, you can, who said you can't gamble with natural lighting or something like that? Hmm. Um, So it's it's definitely intentional.
So, like, the deal with Fountain Blue is that it has been a long time coming, right? Like, they broke ground 16 years ago. And it's also the Vegas location of a very famous, um, very old-ish Miami hotel as well. David, can you give a little bit more, like, history, timeline, perspective on that? Oh, my god! Why did gosh. it take so damn long? How much time do you have to talk about 16 years of ups and downs? So, uh, According to the producer, about six minutes. <laughs> oh, I'll do my best. So, yeah, it was supposed to be a sister. Well, it is a sister property to the Fountain Blue Miami Beach. Um, when it was announced, and I think it was announced like in 05. Mm-hmm. And I want to give a shout out to my dad, who was still alive and who has been dead a very long time. He was still alive when they started construction of the Fountain Blue. And he would always say, and it still rings true to me, and I think I'm hearing it in this conversation, um, what do you think about the new new spot that's opening up? And he, he would just say, eh, it's just another joint. Mm-hmm. Just another joint. Because <laughs> um, he was a gambler. He was a hardcore gambler. And, you know, they were all kind of interchangeable in a lot of ways. Mm. That said, um, a lot of interesting things had to happen for Fountain Blue. First of all, it, they they took down a couple of properties that had been around for a long time, not necessarily for Fountain Blue, but for some kind of development. So even prior to Fountain Blue, there was a concept that was going to go up in that space, and then that failed. But in doing so, they tore down uh, a hotel that had become known as the El Rancho, and also a, a storied little courtyard uh, motel, hotel motel, that was on the strip called the Algiers, which hmm. was, uh, a, 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 until its very end days, kind of a, I'm going to just say it, it, it was a, a hipster hangout. It was probably the last, mm-hmm. with the exception of maybe the Pepper Mill, the last place that a lot of locals used to go to hang out at the bar. Anyway, the Algiers got torn down for some project that never happened, and then the Fountain Blue started being built on the, on the property where both El Rancho and uh, Algiers was. And, and then, as you can imagine, um, there were financial issues. They were building it very fast, and it was always intended to be this very, very big building. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, it is the tallest st- building in Las Vegas, not the tallest structure. That's still stratosphere. Yeah, occupied but, building. Right, occupied building. And, you know, they had financing issues. There were lawsuits, go figure. There were changes of ownership. The recession, uh, 2008, Yeah, well, and at one point it went into a bankruptcy. And then uh, very recently uh, it was going to be called The Drew Mm-hmm. So no mm. connection to the Fountain Blue, and they had all their people in place. Uh, a friend of mine was one of their uh, uh, executives over there. And then, yeah, the pandemic hit, and that stopped it again. And then finally, um, 2021, full circle, Fountain Blue is back, and it's now it's open. Now it's open. <laughs> I saw a photo uh, back from its first year of, of being built, and the um, the frontier was still across the street. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. Like it hadn't been torn down yet. And so it does. It really feels. Yeah. Like no, it I mean, it goes back bridge. to my dad days, which, you know, is kind of like a fond remembrance for me. So do you think the Fountain Blue has like more hype to live up to than the Durango because of this storied history and 16 year long saga? I think so. Yeah. I, I think mm-hmm. that the expectations are really high. I, I think there was a lot of really interesting criticism that their marketing campaign was a little meh. That yeah. they they weren't that they thought maybe they had a little bit more 
equity, hype equity than they actually did. Although the opening did suggest that, you know, people came out. I saw videos and it was really funny too, because like the the invite only, the Justin Timberlake in his old school black tie tuxedo uh, was was making the rounds. And then you saw when they opened up the doors and it was just like the unwashed masses of Vegas people just coming in and hooting and hollering in their hoodies and their flip flops. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, that was really funny. Yeah, One little funny little um, side note about the history of the Fountain Blue that I just recalled is that there was a time when it looked like it wasn't going to make it, but they were so, so close and they sold all their or gave all their furnishings, et cetera, to the Plaza Hotel downtown. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. So, and then the Plaza CEO, friend of the podcast, Jonathan Jossel, uh, was prominently at the Fountain Blue. So I do think that there is a lot of investment by the mm. community into the success of the Fountain Blue, the mm. wind shade aside. I mean, no, they didn't even give like a, a detente for one day before they cast a little bit of that. I'm surprised. The windshade. Yes, the windshade. Okay. Yeah, 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 because <laughs> like some of the other hotels were like, welcome Fountain Blue to the party. But of course, they're all competing for, you know, yeah. especially the high end casinos are all competing for the same whales of gamblers yeah. and set. Mm-hmm, so I'm, I'm not surprised, but I'm also kind of surprised. OK, one other small bananas fact. the They had to update all the doors because the doors were so old they didn't use key cards. So they had to pr- <laughs> oh my put gosh. new doors in because I guess they had keys. Wow. Um, it's a whole nother era. It's um, so funny. It's yeah. like it's almost like you see these campaigns sometimes like save the building or save the old theater. And people are like, save the building that never even opened mm-hmm. now. <laughs> you know, it's like oh, they, yeah, wanted, it's they wanted that to happen. I can't even imagine what it would have been like if they had to implode that 60-something story Fountain Blue before it even opened. Yeah, I mean, it's it's 3,600 hotel rooms. That's a big building. So, Leila, it sounds like, based on what you've told me so far, that you are way more likely to go back to the Durango than the Fountain Blue. Yeah. But I think the bigger question for both of you is, does Vegas need another casino, let alone two? I, I'm of the mindset that having more rooms and more options is not necessarily a bad idea. Hmm. Um, I don't know that we need controlled growth when it comes to the strip per se. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think we need more casinos out in the local areas. Hmm. I'm just going to say that right now. But Stations has um, is, is got some plans, doesn't it? They do. It, yeah. They yeah. do. I think I would have really loved to see another thing go up where the fountain blue is um whether it's something like top golf like an attraction or Mm -hmm. something for kids that kids can do families can do on the strip i don't know if we needed a brand new casino right after we just got resorts world which is huge so it'll be interesting to see how the fountain blue does because there's just so much over there already. Um, with Durango, I know the community had some um, some things to say about Durango because they felt like it was too big to be a neighborhood casino. Mm. Um, and it definitely does feel smaller than anticipated. Uh, and then people started complaining that there's no theater. So I think... It's nice to have something new, honestly, in that Rose Ranch area. The Ikea is right there. It's a 
across the street is Uncommons. Mm -hmm. I think that's going to be a really fun area to be in now. My friends are already saying we want to do a staycation at Durango Mm -hmm. because there's so much over there for locals to do. Mm. Um, I don't know if I'll do a staycation at Fountain Blue anytime soon just no. because of the hassle of going on the strip um, and the price, I'm sure. Yeah, the expense. You know, I, 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 I'm I, hearing you, Layla, because, of course, like, I feel like Las Vegans have long been missing the water park on the strip. You know, something. Shout out Wet n Wild. Right. Shout out Der Stuka. <laughs> for, like, the kids and, like, something that might bring somebody who's local down to the strip. Exactly. So what would each of you, like, want to see in the new next Vegas casino? Ooh, what you just said about a water park would be really nice. Mm -hmm. I didn't get to see the pool at Fountain Blue uh, because it seemed like a lot of stuff was still closed off uh, and roped off. But a water-like attraction that locals can go to in the summer and cool off um, that's kind of like grand and deserving of being on the strip. I know we have Cowabunga Bay. Oh, yeah, um, we do. I was just going to say, I've got a season pass, Layla. You can, we can go anytime. Exactly. And I love Cowabunga Bay, but it would be nice to have a reason to go on the strip if yeah. it was a, a nice water park or some kind of attraction that warrants the the hassle. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, I'm, I'm really appreciative that the north end of the strip, which uh, for a long time has been called anemic, uh, compared to central and even south strip areas, mm-hmm. is getting this vibrancy now between these new giant casinos. Mm. I'm going to take another direction to that question, though, Sarah, in yeah. what I'd want to see in a new Vegas casino. I would like to see, a, 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 and look, I, I, I have a lot of mixed feelings about um, the gambling product, but it is very important for our community, and it's very interesting, uh, and I ultimately support it. Mm-hmm. I would like to see a new approach to gambling, something oh. different. Every single casino floor looks exactly alike. They have the same slot machine offerings, the same more or less yeah. table games. And there are so many more innovations with technology, et cetera, where you can do immersive theater experiences with gambling in the middle mm-hmm. of it. I mean, all sorts of interesting ways to approach the idea of gambling if you're going to embrace and have it in a different way. And yet yeah. every one of these casinos is so cookie cutter when it comes to the casino floors. Yeah, yeah, I mean, Sportsbook was the big innovation, right? The millennials are really into. So what is Gen Z? What do they want to come here and spend their money on in terms of Ugh. gambling? Like Circa has some very unique approaches in their sports book from the pool uh, where people right, can swim right. around while watching the big screens to the tiers. They actually do bottle service in their um, sports book at the Circa. So that was kind of an interesting approach that was new. And Likewise, the Plaza was experimenting with a smokeless casino area that's going on right now, that experiment, which apparently is doing well. So there are other innovations that are out there. That's what I'd like to see in the casino, something not Cosmo, something not Resorts World. I mean, they all are very, very similar. Okay, Mm. I have a vision. Ready? And this is this is for anyone who wants to take it. I love that your casino is like Casino of the Future, David. Like, what is next? Like, let's use technology. I want in a new casino, a casino of the past. I've mentioned before, one of my favorite things to do is to go bet on the tiny mechanical horses at the D Casino. It's like a 1960s Japanese horse racing machine that yes. takes quarters and people get really amped and scream about it. So imagine a modern casino that is a casino of the 50s. Real, everyone has lamented the loss of real slot machines where you can use quarters and you do so the you're, handle. You're, you're looking at... 
you're looking at a casino, Sarah, that's just filled with Sigma Derbies. Well, there's going to be Sigma Derbies, but then there's going to be like real vintage, like mechanical uh, slot machines, like the ones that everybody in Vegas asks for and are so disappointed don't exist anymore, right? Like real, I want the blackjack. Oh my gosh, get the pinball Hall of Fame people involved with those old machines to salvage them. I, I think want... that could get Gen Z into casinos yes, to gamble. The physicality Pachinko of it. machines everywhere. Imagine the uniforms, like they're um, at uh, uh, what a Carbone's restaurants. He found photos of like maitre d's from the '60s, and they're in these like puce like tuxedos. Ooh. It's really it's amazing. And so like let's get some real like 1950s menswear in there. There'd be a place for burlesque in there too. Like I love it. So basically the want, James Bond area of the casino. Yes. Yes. yes, the Gen Z in me is like I can already see the photo ops. Yes, because like that casino in some ways the mob Vegas is already this sort of like Vegas fantasy. So let's do a theme casino that plays into the fantasy that is like a casino of the past. Well, I you know, you actually have that uh, all you have to do is take the mezzanine at Circus Circus and change it from winning stuffed animals to actually being wagered. You lost me at Circus Circus, David. Damn it. <laughs> We'll do a company outing. We'll do a company outing. Uh, this has been very informative. Uh, I hope this, like, I think this is going to help me make some good choices. David, thank you for your perspective. Layla, thank you for doing the legwork on this. Yeah, thanks, Sarah. Thanks, David. Love the team chats. Today here on CityCast Las Vegas. If you enjoyed the show, why not tell a friend, rate the show, leave us a review, and subscribe to Hey Las Vegas, our morning newsletter. We'll be back tomorrow morning with more news from around the city. Take care.